You are listening to Bipolarity with Cass Eugene. My dear friends, how are we doing? How are we doing? How are we doing? It is 2021. Congratulations. You made it. You made it through one of the, in my lifetime, one of the hardest years collectively for not just our nation, but for our world, man. Um, If you think that's a small feat, I'd like for you to think again. Making it through an entire year of turmoil and uncertainty that's definitely something worth mentioning. It's definitely something worth, you know, reevaluating what's been around you in the past 365 and seeing what's ahead of you for the next 365 days. So kudos to you. Uh, for those of who are listening, who haven't heard my voice in a long time, I am here. I am ready to talk. I'm ready to work, ready to work. Um, but before we even begin, before we even begin, um, I have a message today. It's going to talk about hindsight, you know, where we've been. We can see it clearly where we're going. Not so clear, but we can use things of our past to help our future. You know, I have a nice little message you know, lined up for you. However, the first thing I must do is readdress the elephant that is in the room. You see, for some of you, you haven't heard my previous message. I know how it goes. I want to let you guys know something that one, you should go back and listen to it. Uh, clearing the air. I get a chance to clear the air for, um, I was attacked on social media, uh, viciously attacked. I was incarcerated last year. I was, my character was called into question essentially. And the way it was done, uh, you guys were manipulated. A lot of people who are listening to this podcast, uh, you were invited. You probably saw it on my social media that I'm now opening back up. Um, you guys were manipulated because social media is not really the, the the place to handle some serious stuff when it's a surprise. My social medias were hijacked. My Instagram, Facebook, um, it was, they were hijacked and my character was misrepresented to you. I've never lied to my audience. That's an audience I'll never lie to because I'm trying to help uh, where I can entertain from time to time, but I'm here for a very particular reason. And you guys were manipulated for what it's worth. I did some things in my marriage, right? Uh, some of you don't know all the symptoms of bipolar disorder, but when you deal with mania, one of the side effects of mania is hypersexuality. We're not talking the kind of hypersexuality where I remember in the classroom, in the you know social justice warrior classroom, they'll say, you know, the black man is being you know, hypersexualized. I, no, no, it's not that hypersexuality. It's the kind of sexuality where it's like everyone has their own quirks. Everyone has their things. And minds were essentially, I would, I would look for love and attention from wherever I, wherever I can get it from. You know what I'm saying? So um, I didn't behave appropriately in my marriage. And when that happened, you know, my soon-to-be ex-wife decided that she was going to not only pull that behavior into the limelight, she was going to lump people who didn't belong in that category. You know, um, I was doing a lot of inappropriate conversations. I ain't gonna lie. You know, I'm not gonna shy away from it. 
Uh, but in doing so, she knew she had another weapon. She, um, as you know, my wife, she has privileged information about me. And she, instead of helping me during my manic episodes, uh, I found out she was recording me in my episodes. My anger is something I've always kind of dealt with, you know, yelling through a door, punching a wall, things like that. Uh, for those of you who aren't going to go back and listen to the message, for those of you who are who are victim, I, I, I say victim. If, for those of you who are victim to the vicious attack that I received, you know, um, if you ask me, when you go on social media and you see some really negative news about somebody that you know and like, um, I call that an attack. So, so you guys are victims as well. But some of you were really hot, really, really quick to jump on the bandwagon of. Man, we hate Eugene now because his wife said these horrible things. A wife doesn't say horrible things about her husband. So for what it's worth, this is why she's my soon-to-be ex-wife. Because, um, you know, she's really jeopardizing, you know, not just me, but, you know, the legacy of my family. You know, uh, for, for those of you who are curious about that situation, listen to Clearing the Air. I promise you it will clear the air for you. Now. The elephant in the room is that uh, during my manic episode, things became way too heated. Um, I guess when you talk a certain way, people will believe that you will act a certain way. And she she was she was on my side. She was on my side with the law and everything with my manic episode and everything that happened. She was on my side. Um, She didn't want me arrested, things like that. She just wanted me away. She wanted a way to escape the marriage. You know, to be honest, and uh, she found her way. She found her way. And as soon as she realized I was doing some things and with my hypersexual nature, she decided, you know what? Let's try to change the narrative of who he is. The one thing I ask you is look at the rest of me. Right. Look at the rest of me and see if it lines up. I will tell you, I'm 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 someone who overshares. I will tell you when something has happened and um, for what it's worth, my friends, the people who I talk to on the phone, you know, the people who, you know, call me, we talk, you know, on a constant regular basis. They know that what she said was a lie. You know, she knows, I know. And for what it's worth now, you know, because I'm telling you, um, I'm not some vicious monster. I'm not, I'm, I'm really not. I, I don't have that kind of fight in me. I'm a results-oriented person, so when I'm attacked, I mean, it's only fair to attack back, right? Sometimes, sometimes, but when I'm trying to stop someone from attacking me, and she uses that as a, oh, stop, uh, oh, snap, he, um, you know, in stopping me to, you know, stopping me hurting him, he hurt me, so you know what, guys, I'm just going to claim spousal abuse, and we're going to just tarnish his name and all of that For what it's worth, she took a very, very juvenile approach to a very serious issue. And for what it's worth, if you ask me, she was setting the bipolar no stigma mission back some. There are many people who get into issues and and squabbles and uh, situations. But when your heart is pure. Right. And you're not meaning anyone any harm and harm comes to them. It hurts the person and it hurts yourself. But for you to say that this person is a vicious monster, like, 
that's not fair. Someone who was counting on me, who was listening to me for my help. Um, a lot of you guys know I do this this um, aromatic jewelry line. You know, putting essential oils on jewelry so that you can have a moment, a timeout. You know, when you need to. You know, just trying to add what I can to the mental health pie here. And what she's doing is is horrible. Some of you guys will never know the true full story because I'm not the type to, to like spill other people's beans. You know, um, I was in therapy for many years. I was uh, a psychology student. You know, I'm the kind of guy that you tell me something and I keep it inside. I'll hold the secret. I'll hold the secret. I'll hold your confidence. And um, I'm not afforded the same. It kind of sucks. It, it kind of fucking sucks, to be honest. Um, because I feel like it's going to happen again. I feel like these kind of things are going to follow me. Uh, you know, who I am, what I've done in my past, you know, to find ways to be happy, healthy, and whole. They're going to find ways to, they being the enemy, will find ways to try to tarnish my name. So I was disappointed in myself last year in that I didn't have you guys prepared. I'm a man. I'm not, you know, some superhuman mental health machine. I have bipolar, but I have no symptoms. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm nothing like that. You know, so there are ugly things that happen. You know, um, I'm only glad that she just shared with you, you know, my more anger moments because like some of my depressive moments that I'm pretty sure she's recorded, you know, those are also equally bad. You know, when you want to cut yourself, when you want to just fall away from the world and just live there, never be seen again. You know, like when you hit that area of your life, it's rough. It's rough. So this is me addressing the elephant in the room. Um, I'm not big on speaking about it too much, but I, I know a lot of you haven't heard my last message. So I just wanted to kind of bring it up here that um, those of you who are listening and if your thought process about who I am has changed because of what happened on social media, then this message is for you. A person is not the last conversation that you had with them. A person is not who someone else paints them out to be. Come on, guys, let's think critically. My wife is upset. Soon to be his wife is upset. She's done this in the past. I've been angry and I've made uh, really loud vocal messages and shit before. Uh, I think it was like like months after even getting married that she actually did that before. And I had a buddy of mine who works in the religious department of the Navy. He's like, man, are you guys going to stay together? You know, and I'm like, I'm a yeah, yeah, I'm gonna try to slug it out, man. And at some point, you know, um, I think now you guys are getting a clearer picture of who I'm dealing with. Um, it's rough, it's rough. And for those of you who, who change your opinion about me because of that, uh, shame on you, shame, shame, shame on you. I was incarcerated easily because, not gonna lie, I'm a black man. While these guys were roughing me up. It wasn't an easy arrest. I was literally sitting down cross-legged, right? My back to the action that was happening. Um, and again, I go into this in my previous message, but when they started roughing me up and slinging me around, I'm asking, what, what's going on? What is the charge? What's going on? What's going on? And they're like, we'll tell you essentially when we've got you. 
once they have you uh, hooked up, linked up, thrown into the box, then they'll tell you. I'm like, uh, no, 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 no. You're not going to George Floyd me. No, sir. No, sir. Right. I dealt through all of that. I dealt, I dealt with all of that. And um, in their process, you know, I mean, I was in jail. And because of that, you know, my my soon to be ex would she was she was very unhappy when she found out some stuff about me because she was going through my stuff, which I mean, whatever, you know, it happens. You know, again, that that's where I'm like that. That's where I feel shame is that you know, I didn't handle my hypersexuality the way it should have been handled. But when you're living with bipolar, when you're living with something that is this pervasive, it creeps into every area of your life. If there's an area of your life where you can release the stress, release the purge valve, it's kind of a crutch. And I was using my crutch. And uh, because of that, I'm paying the price. You know, my camp has been divided almost straight down the middle, guys. And it's, and it's horrible. I don't like it. But I really wanted to address the elephant in the room before I get started today. And hopefully, um, for those of you who, who still believe in me, you know, thank you. You know, um, I need to hear that. Now more than ever, you know, I need to hear that because... A lot of people were seeing that what she was doing was messy. You log into my Facebook and you upload videos of me yelling and screaming and stuff. Who does that serve? Only one person. It serves only one, one narrative. But what I was thinking was, I remember that. I think I never saw the video, but I'm remember. I'm remembering the moment of when I was yelling behind behind the door, and I'm thinking to myself. If you had opened the door and showed me that you was recording, that could have stopped you know, the manic episode from happening. If you had utilized the tools that we had been at therapy using, if you had listened to me as I was begging you during the moment, show me compassion, just just stop it. That means you have to step up and be the bigger person. And she's unwilling to do that. She's unwilling to do that. Um, and I, I think a lot of people actually, and now we're getting to the meat and potatoes of today's message, a lot of people are unwilling to do what someone else asks them to do if it means that you have to be the bigger person. If there's an argument going on and if you have to be the one to be the bigger person, a lot of people don't want to do that. Sometimes I can guarantee you I need that. Because if I see that you do that, the way that my brain works, it fires so quickly. I'll see that you're trying to be the bigger person, which means that I'm now the little person which means I don't want to be the little person. I want to be the big person again. So then that starts to slow down my thought process of anger. But that wasn't given to me uh, from someone who I thought would at least try to utilize that, you know. So uh, that toxic relationship has uh, come to an end. And for what it's worth, she'll get a chance to live her best life. You know, she wants to be very independent. She can do that. And I get the chance to do what I've been supposed to do, which was uh, continue my mission of making sure that people around me, people who will be around my daughter, will be the best individuals that they can be in a kindful sort of way. Now, I can't predict who's going to be around my daughter. I can barely predict who's going to be around me. So that means that I just have to create a bubble, if you will, of positivity 
and self-responsibility. And so I did my time. I stayed in that damn dungeon 56 days. It was horrible. They didn't give me my medication. All kind of crazy crap. So as I look back over my last year, I could say that the year was horrible. But to be honest, last year was one of my best years ever. I grew to a new level. I grew. Not just spiritually, but just as a man, I grew. I got a chance to see who my real friends are. That's that's an invaluable experience. Like that's a lot of people will use you just for who you are. Prime example, uh, there are people who will when I was in the server industry and we were waiting for tables, they would sit around and wait with the tables with me. And then they'll ask me about the boyfriend problems or they have some sort of life problem. And then they'll ask me for their help. And I'll, I'll, I'll say to them, like, I already told you this before, but you didn't want to do it. But now that we have some free time and I just happen to be around you, you just happen to want to update me and you just happen to want to try and do better in this one particular moment. You know, that's 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 how friends do sometimes. Uh, but for what is worth, guys, building character takes work. It takes a lot of work. And um, I want to go ahead and just get into some stuff with you guys today. I, I want to show you some things that I'm working on. And hopefully that will inspire you to work on some things yourself. And as I start to continue, I want to ask one question to the people who still see me in a negative light. For those of you who are just watching, eating your popcorn and seeing all of the, the vicious things being said about me, I got one question for you. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Are you not entertained? I know that, oh man, who you are as a person you know, uh, like Ludacris had a great song once, uh, My Life, Your Entertainment. You know, if that's what it takes for you to hear this message, then by all means, come on, give me your best shot. You know, are you not entertained? I'm sure it was something for you to really look at and be shocked about. But from 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 what I'm seeing and from where I'm standing, um, there were people who were talking just such cash shit about me. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Get it out your system. You good now? All right. Were you entertained? Were you not entertained? Uh, the last one I'm going to say about this whole situation is uh, there's a psychological concept. Two of them, actually. One is gaslighting. One is stonewalling. I'll talk more about gaslighting here quickly. Um, these are my two psychological processes that I have to fight against harshly because, uh, I'm not the type to like, if I'm in the middle of an argument and I say something, right, I'm going to assume that I said it properly. I, I used to suck my finger when I was growing up. So it kind of gave me a little bit of a speech impediment, just a little bit. Um, I talk super fast at times. So if you're not catching the message of what I'm saying, then I'm going to repeat myself, but in a different way. So if you're gaslighting me, 
if I'm saying the same thing in a different way and then in another different way and then in another different way, I'm like, wait, 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 hold on. All of a sudden, this anger is no longer just anger. It's, it's confusion and frustration. Does anybody have anyone in their life that gaslights them? You said something. You didn't say that. No, no. What are you talking about? It's crap. It's crap. And it, it causes this locomotive effect of backing up thoughts that were indeed correct. But for some reason, I'm thinking that there's a level of miscommunication. In hindsight, as I look back, I can now see where gaslighting and stonewalling, uh, where they presented themselves in my, in my relationship. And um, from that, I learned one important lesson and I try to implement it. But, you know, if, if you feel like you're being gaslit and you're in a relationship with someone, it's OK to make relationship rules like. No sarcasm during these intense moments. If you're someone who, I mean, I'm believing that you're saying what's true. And if I am being, you know, manipulated, pushed around, like, that's not right. That's not right. That's not right at all. So now that I think that I've sufficiently dealt with the elephant in the room, I want to talk to you guys now. I want to segue a little bit. I wanted to, I wanted to get all the, all the negative juju off. I wanted to. Some people needed to hear that, you know, Russell Crowe. Like I, ah, it was a chip on my shoulder, and I had to get it off. I had to say it to you. Some of you who I've never done anything wrong to, I've only shown you the best. I've had people say to me, "Man, you're the nicest black guy I've ever met," and even though that's a uh, messed up statement. You know, I mean, I, I I get it. I get where you're coming from. But I try to show you and I try to I try to live a good example whenever I can. You know, so now that I got that chip off my shoulder for those guys, now that I kind of cleared the air uh even more. There was just there were still some fumes in the air. And then I'm I'm able to clear some of those things out. Um if you have any questions, come to me directly. I don't see that happening. But the invitation is there. The invitation is there. Um, actually, there was a young lady who was uh, over at my house a couple weeks ago. No, about a week ago. She was here to see my roommate, get a get something from her. I, I forget what it was. And uh, she was one of the main people who was uh, slandering my name at my workplace. And when she saw me in the house, you know, I could tell instantly that she was she was like a deer in the headlights. Like she didn't expect to see me there. And for whatever reason, uh, when I spoke to her, you know, there was no anger, no animosity. I just know that she was manipulated by one of the best in the game. You know, so I hold no, no ill will towards you. I want the best for everyone. That's everyone even included in my situation. I still wish the best for everyone. I still got some paperwork to do, uh, court stuff. You know, like my life is looking a whole lot different. But in hindsight, 2020 taught me a lot of stuff. So let me give you two seconds to breathe. And then we're going to get into the more positive section of today's episode.
right, that was a quick little interlude brought to you by Anchor. You know, this is where I record my podcast at. So um, for you guys, it was a quick little, I guess, what, 10, 11, 12 seconds, whatnot. Uh, for me, I did take a two-second break so I can readjust. Um, I get that privilege because I'm I'm running the podcast. Um, one very important thing I want you guys to realize is that now that 2021 is here, now that I've been through hell and back, uh, I have such clear vision, like super clear vision on how I want not just my company to run, not how uh, I have super clear vision for how I want the Bipolar Society to, to be ran, uh, but also this podcast. One thing a lot of people think about podcasters uh, when they hear the commercials is that they're like getting paid to sponsor other people's products. They're getting paid to, you know, gather listeners. And these things are true, but the amount of money that comes with that is, uh, it's inconsequential, to be honest, for what I have to do. So I want this podcast to be sponsor-free. The only people who will be on here sponsoring, the only people that I will, will sponsor are people who have products, services, uh, things like that, you know. Um, we have skits planned. Nowhere we'll put them into the middle of the podcast, things like that. So that last little interlude was, I would have put a sponsor ad right there to kind of break up the monotony of of the mood so we can get ready for a, a tonal shift, you know. So again, we're not doing a monetized podcast. We're doing a straightforward, this is what it is podcast, all right? So if you guys are listening and you have, Man, I heard all kind of great creative ideas people have. But if you have uh, a business, if you have services, if you have uh, tools, information that needs to be out there, then by all means, send it to me and then we'll talk about it. All right. Um, when, I, when, I say, when I say talk about it, we'll talk about putting you on the podcast. Uh, I have about five people lined up already and I'm just waiting until uh, the proper moment to kind of start that endeavor. You know, I also will be. Shouting out the Cast Lab. Uh, for those who do not know, the Cast Lab is my for-profit business, where I am fighting the stigma of bipolar disorder and also mood disorders by showing people that you can use your creativity, you can use your your disorder to your advantage. Uh, you just gotta look in between the lines and help line your life up. And my bipolar society that is like it's, it's more of a social club. It's more like one of the very important aspects of, of mental health is your social life. And uh, you know that to be true because you can even see like on the television where on the television, what is it, 1950? You can see it on the TV or whatever app you're using. You know, you got these commercials for Headspace, these commercials for Calm Tea, commercials for there, there, there's a mirror now that, you know, helps motivate you to to do your best. Uh, your mental health is very important, but your social mental health is also extremely important. And so um, if you had told me a year ago that I would spend most of 2020 remote and not face to face with my family and friends, I would have told you that you were off your rocker. Me personally, I can be very reclusive. I get that. I, I do the Aristotle in the cave kind of lifestyle. You know, I love to be alone with my thoughts because um, this is what I end up doing with it. I, I bring it here. I bring it to people who need it in 
the, the time of need. But in a year filled with isolation, confused messages, and despair, um, we also were filled with a lot of self-deep discovery and self-revelations. That's priceless, my friends. 2020 can be a year we would rather forget, but I'm not going to spend the next few minutes convincing you to forget it. I'm going to convince you to remember some of the best parts of the year. Some of the hidden gifts left behind from 2020. You know what? I'll I'll jump it off. I'm going to ask you, what were some of your wins in 2020? I am very grateful that I know I got a buddy. He got married this year. I got a chance to be in his wedding. And it was a lovely wedding. It was. For me, it was like a Game of Thrones kind of moment. Uh, not not the red wedding. Not the red wedding. Jesus, no. But like when you know two kings come to a table and they get a chance to celebrate, you know, one of the kings, you know, life moment. That's a special thing for me. Can you tell that I'm a little dramatic? <laughs> uh, I'm grateful this year that my daughter, Talia, oh, the light of my life, man. I'm really glad that this year I got a lot of clarity on, you know, how to be a parent to her. And she's 11 and a girl. And, you know, as a guy, and she's also distant from me. You know, she lives with her mom. Uh, her mom still serves in the Air Force. Just got back from her deployment, you know, so kudos to that. But my daughter means everything to me. And sometimes I feel I feel like I don't show it. I may think about her all the time, but I feel that, you know, I don't want her, excuse me, I don't want her to feel like she's isolated, you know, just because she doesn't see her dad, because I know how that feels. So I'm grateful that this year I got a chance to get some more regular contact with her. And she's the kind of independent person that, like, even today, she called me. Um, I was taking a, a little nap, sounding really old, you know, but I was taking a little nap. She called me and we was talking about how I have insomnia, how it was really hard for me to go to sleep at a regular bedtime. And I was just talking about some of the things that, you know, some of the issues that it causes. Yes, I talked to my kids straight up. And not long after we was off the phone, she sends me, um, she sends me a link to this app for white noise to help solve insomnia, which means that she's done extra research on her own. And I was so proud of her, man. I was so proud of her. Like, look at her. Like, she's trying to help when she can, however she can, and she's only 11. Man, that's something that can be, there's like a humongous lesson in that, and we'll talk more about that uh, here in a few weeks. I got an episode here about parenting. But I'm very grateful for my daughter. 2020 was the year that we really got a chance to bond. I'm grateful for my CFO, my, my chief founding officer, Eric. Uh, this is a guy who was back in the Navy with me. Uh, he was, if, if you're going to go on an adventure on the ship, this is the guy you bring with you. You know, um, it was always kind of cool to like, so like on my ship, I'm on uh, the four deck, the O4 deck. So that's, if you're standing, so if you stand up right now, if you go four floors down, that's the four deck. So you got to go up four, four flights of stairs. And then where my department was, was on the 10th deck, which is 10 flights of stairs up. I was on the aircraft carrier, big boy. 
and he worked up there. Yet, you know, he's always in my space where we was playing the game. You know, the Xbox, you know, we have Xboxes on deployment. You know, um, he would like follow me around whenever I would ask him to come with me on certain adventures. Uh, we go to go out into different Bahrain, different ports. You know, he was always there. And over time, we kind of lost touch after I left the Navy. But then we re uh, made contact this year or excuse me, past year, 2020, around uh, May, April, May. And we started working on something that is amazing. I've had a lot of friends in my day and he's one of the best of them, you know, uh, going forward. As far as uh, my grateful moments of 2020, I got a good friend of mine, Yen Fumei. This guy has been missing for essentially like 10 years. He's one of my boys. Like, we got the same tat, you know. But, you know, the Navy has a way of separating people, and you just kind of go with it sometimes. But he's going on his own spiritual journey. As you guys hear, I go on spiritual journeys, you know, and we reconnected. He's out there in California living his best life with him and his kids and his wife. You know, but uh, he he thinks about the crew, the fellas, you know, and for what it's worth, he, he wants to bring us all together. I've always wanted to bring us all together. And it's really cool to to know somebody for such a long amount of time. And then we even had a separation of time where we didn't even like hear or know about each other's you know, doings. And we ended up still being the kind of individuals who can still be friends. No, I'm very grateful for that. I'm even grateful that me and him, we had a we had a nice little blowdown argument. You know, we was able to overcome it because it showed, you know, that we're both still human, yet we both still like there's there's love there. There's love there, and that's something that you just don't throw away. I'm grateful for a good friend of mine started her her very own cleaning company, making her own dollar bills, being her own boss. And I got a chance to see even her daughter has decided to start her own little cosmetics line. And I'm like, one one member of the family becomes an entrepreneur, and then it can just trickle downhill, and then a family legacy can truly be born. So I'm grateful that I got a chance to see that. I'm grateful that I got a chance to get my meds on track this year. My medications, some are in the morning, some are in the evening. They're really tough to take at times. No, like some, some of them make you sleep too long. Some keep you up. You know, it's a really delicate balance, but I know I have I have the, the, the benefit of knowing what medications work for me. Now, there's one med that I'm on. It works good for my mind, but uh, it don't work good for my body. It will put some extra pounds on you, man. That's the part that sucks. So, you know, 2021, you know, I got this road machine over here. I'm about to set it up, you know, um. You know, I'm I'm not big on going to the gym during this you know pandemic. So, you know, having something in the house to help keep me stimulated with with my physicality will really help me stay on my on my medication routine. Not only that, I'm also grateful that I get a chance to keep talking to you guys. As I talked before, I had I was incarcerated. I was facing two years. And if I hadn't had a lawyer, I might have had to eat those two years of being inside of a jail. Some of the things that I saw, guys, it's horrible. Men who don't, I mean, I thought my bipolar was rough. I've seen some really rough instances of bipolar in there, not to mention schizophrenia. Men who, man, it's, 
all right, just imagine this. Imagine this. Imagine, all right, we're going to do a thought experiment here. All right, imagine that you're Superman or Supergirl, right? You're on top of the Daily Planet. You can hear the entire city, but you're inside of a kryptonite cage. Superman can't leave kryptonite, right? It weakens him. You're hearing people call out for you. You're hearing people call out for help, period. But you can't get there to help them. And you know that with your help, they will be spared some sort of pain. That's what it feels like for me to be incarcerated. I'm sitting here. I'm listening to men rant, rave, talk to things that aren't there. My family lives in the walls. People who just, they're, they're not there. And the world will never truly see them. And I'm thinking to myself, man, if they had this resource, if they had that resource, man, that could make a major difference in their life. But I can't help them. That's what it's like being in jail for me. While I was in there, I was on the phone almost the whole time working with Eric, trying to uh, get to make sure that the the, the cast lab still has some legs moving. Um, I do the beads right now. You no, know, he has the 3D printer. No, uh, we, he's in Pennsylvania. I'm in Atlanta. You know, we're kind of distant already, but it's like, you know, he was able to move the, the, the business forward. You know, some of, some of the back end things, you know, I'm grateful that I have such excellent people around me. Matter of fact, he's the one who told me that my social media, that, that there was an attack, you know, he's like, Hey man, she fucked you dog. I'm like, what do you mean? And he started to explain it to me. Um, but before he did, he says, I want you to know, man, like, first, you haven't lost a friend. Some of the sex stuff, you know, me being sexual fluid, me, uh, like, like just the, the anger moments that were put up on, put up on stage. I've had another friend tell me that people who saw that saw me as a villain. And I was like, wow. So for him to say to me, first off, you haven't lost a friend, you know, that, that means something. I'm in my 33 year, right? This past year, past June, um, I turned 33 and that was a big moment for me. Jesus was 33, you know, when he was crucified to my understanding. And so I say, this is my Jesus year, which means for me anyway, that this is the year that I truly learned to teach, how to teach, what to teach. And so everything that I've been through in the past year, I'm grateful for it. Do they suck? Yes, but they are all part of my legacy. I want you to look back. I want you to be able to say, these are the things that made me who I am today in 2020. So here's your 2021 assignment. All right, here's your, here's your New Year's assignment. And there's three things for you to do. Now, this is only for people who are just trying to find a little bit of peace. If you're trying to find that peace, I got you. I got you. It all starts in bits and pieces. All right. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, first of all, I want you to write down what you've discovered about yourself this past year. Anything. You can just say something. I don't like blueberries. That could be a major for some people. You know, you go to somebody's house and they have no blueberry cobbler and you're not going to eat it. You already know how to handle that situation because you're like, hey, you know what? I don't like blueberries. I mean, there's something that's very simple, but look at the silver linings of your 2020. Write down what you discovered about yourself this year. 
The second thing I want you to do is I want you to write down your triumphs. The things that made you a rock star. The moments where you was like, yeah, I did that. For some people, it's as simple as getting a new job. For some people, it's I fed my family this entire year and I was on a shoestring budget. Other people found love this year. What are some of your triumphs? The second thing I want you to do is to write them down. And then the last thing, the third thing, is I want you to write down places and spaces where you experience joy. This one is pretty important here because um, what I discovered this year is when you're not in those places, remembering those places kind of gives you that same euphoric rush. Maybe you you had a garden that did extremely well this year. You know, you saw some cucumbers pop up and you was really excited. You know, maybe you, I don't know, learned to dance. You know, you were your ballet, you know, you was in a dance class. I don't know, whatever it was, guys, write down places and spaces where you experience joy. I want you to do this because if you don't do it now, then perhaps some of the worst things of 2020 will stick out when you look back. You know, if we went, if we went fast forward five years from now, and you thought back to yourself, hmm, what are some of the things that really made me happy in 2020? You'd be like, mm, I don't know, nothing really. Pandemic happened. You know, stimulus checks did uh, did came, but it didn't really help out much. That I, I, you could think all kind of stuff, right? But if you write down what your triumphs were, if you write down places and spaces that you know brought you joy, and also if you uh, discover something about yourself, you know, if you write those things down. Those three things will show you that you've done something with your world. And if you, wrote, if, you, if you write these things down, I do want you to come back to me on Facebook, right? I'm only doing it for this week. I'm, I'm going to start moving my social media life directly to my group, you know, the Bipolar Society. Uh, I don't like people having such access to me. Uh, clearly, I had some issues last year. But I want you to, wherever you saw this podcast, whether it was on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or whether you went to the link directly from my, my social media, tell me a triumph that you had this year. Tell me something that you discovered about yourself this year. Just think about it. Your admission that something good happened this year could help people to realize that life isn't all garbage. What I want you to know is that I have kind of a motto. It's do what you can for who you can whenever you can. That essentially means to just try your best at all times. It's not the hardest thing in the world, but it takes a little effort. If you smile at somebody who is clearly not having a good day, that smile may make them think, well, what does he have to smile about? They might, they might even engage you and you can tell them, oh, I'm sorry. I was just looking at your earrings. Awesome earrings. Oh man. I was just thinking about that report that you gave last week and you, you told a funny joke. You know, the smallest things can really give someone a boost. And if you start today, if you start trying to boost the people around you today, you can actually make a, a world of a difference and then maybe you'll do it tomorrow. 
Maybe you do it the day after that. But for right now, guys, let's just keep it simple. Three things. One, write down what you discovered about yourself this uh, past year. Two, write down your triumphs. Three, write down places and spaces where you experienced joy. Send that to me, you know, and then I'll get a chance to put out some of it on the air. Uh, I don't use the last names for people, you know, but I would be like, hey, you know, Victoria did this great thing, you know, uh, just so people could have a smile. For those of you who are listening to me now, uh, you're very connected to people who you probably have forgotten about. I'm like the hub. I'm like the, I guess like the nexus, you know, people come to me and then they go off into their lives. I'm like a temporary kind of guy, like a, a traveling salesman, you know, a traveling wizard, Gandalf, you know, you only see me for a moment, but the moment that you see me, I'm doing my best to irradiate, to, to radiate positivity and kindness in its best forms. I'm sorry that I slipped. I'm sorry that I can't, you know, give you guys relationship, relationship advice because me and mine, we're not doing too hot, Right. So I've never tried to do it, but I will find people who will come out here and talk to you. There's an author, Robert Gray. I'm working right now to try to get him onto this podcast to talk to to you about some things. Um, He's a National Alliance of Mental Illness trainer. Uh, I trained under him for a nice little eight-week segment. Very, very influential man. So hopefully I get a chance to get him out here. Um, Schedule-wise, let's do a little bookkeeping before we uh, roll out. I will be coming to you twice a week, Wednesdays, Fridays, Wednesdays, Fridays. Bipolarity will be coming to you when? Wednesdays, Fridays. I chose those days specifically. Uh, Wednesday gives me a chance to talk to you. And then uh, that gives me a chance to, I guess, all day Wednesday and then all day Thursday or half the day Thursday, uh, respond to some of the things that you guys had to say about, you know, whatever the topic matter was. Like this week, we're talking about hindsight, looking back to see what's good. Uh, for those of you who share with me some of your 2020 insights, you know, I get a chance to shout you out. Be heard. Let your voice be heard. And so then on Friday, I get a chance to talk to you, ease you into the weekend. And then uh, personally on Mondays, I will be live. I'll, I'll be I'll be live on my social medias. Um, I might do it on Instagram, but more than likely it'll be in the Bipolar Society group on Facebook. So if you'd like to join that, um, I'm more than welcome you to. You don't have to be bipolar. You don't have to love someone who's bipolar or support anyone who's bipolar. Um, you're part of the mission. You are part of the mission. The bipolar society is not just the people who suffer. It's the people who help us as well. Some of the gadgets, some of the apps that I use, some of the uh, products that I use, some of the resources that I go to, they aren't developed by people who suffer with bipolar disorder. Right. So I want your voice to be heard as well, my friends. So that's it for today. I hope your New Year's has started off great. I hope that you're going to continue pushing forward. If you have goals, if you have aspirations and you and, and you don't know how to achieve them, you can always reach out to the Cast Lab. Right now, social media is where we're going to be doing things. All right. Uh, as we have to rebuild the website, you know, I'm going through my little, you know, my little low slump. But even on my worst day, even on my worst day, I'm still amazing. 
I always will be cast amazing. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to say that. Yes, I have my own cast dictionary, you know, but for what it's worth, guys, thank you for hearing me out. You go and you smash today. You make today. Well, you know what? I can't say that. I don't, I don't want. No, fuck that. Make today your bitch, okay? Say today I'm going to make it happen because it has to happen my way because I'm in control. I'm in control. All right, guys, I'll talk to you on Friday. Peace.